Praise God, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory today, Almighty God. Lord, we ask that you go before us today in this word and that you edify us, our wisdom and our knowledge, Lord. Increase it with your wisdom and your knowledge, Father. We ask, Almighty God, that you would help us in this word today to understand what is being said and to utilize this word in our daily walk. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the things that you do. We thank you, Almighty God, for your love and your grace and your mercy. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for your love and your kindness. Father, continue to guide us in all that we do. And we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're starting in chapter 18 today of Clement. Okay? Now, remember, these... Uh, stories that I'm reading is coming from the lost books of the Bible. And for those of you who are not familiar, the lost books of the Bible are the scriptures that were cast out of the Bible because certain people didn't think that they were uh, important enough or had relevancy. But as we read these, we see that many of these uh, scriptures are, uh, you want to say, redundant of the uh, scriptures in the Bible itself. Um, a lot of them repeat what was said. Um, a lot of them, they are further accounts of what took place. So the relevancy is there. Sadly enough, you know, uh, man errors quite a lot. And in this case, Man really did a poofah. <laughs> so, without further delay, we're going to start today in chapter 18. Foolish and unwise men who have neither prudence nor learning may mock and deride us, being willing to set up themselves in their own conceits. Now, we see this today. I mean, this it hasn't changed. But what can a moral man do? Or what strength is there in him that is made out of the dust? For it is written, there was no shape before my eyes. Only I heard a sound and a voice. For what shall man be pure before the Lord? Shall be uh, shall he be blameless in his works? Behold, he trusts not in his servants, and his angel, his angels, he charges with folly. Yes, the heaven is not clean in his sight. How much less. They that dwell in houses of clay, of which also 
we ourselves were made. He smoked them as a moth, and from morning even until the evening they endured, because they were not able to help themselves. They perished. He breatheth upon them, and they die, because they had no wisdom. Call now, if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the angels wilt thou look? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth him that is in error. I have seen the foolish take uh, taking root, but lo, their habitation was presently consumed. Their children were far from safety. They perished at the gates of those who were lesser than themselves, and there were no men to help them. Now this sounds like much, uh, much of what we see today. Um, let's continue. For what was prepared for them, the righteous did eat, and they shall not be devoured. They shall not be delivered from evil. Seeing then these things are manifesting unto us, I will be, seeing that these things are manifest, uh, seeing that, seeing then these things are manifested unto us, it will behoove us to take care that looking into the depths of divine knowledge, we do all things in order, whatsoever our Lord has commanded us to do. And particularly, and particularly that we perform our offerings and services to God at their appointed season, for these he has commanded to be done, not rashly and disorderly, but at certain determinate times and hours. And therefore, he has ordained by his supreme will and authority, both were and by and by what persons they are to be performed, that so all things being previously, being piously, being piously done, sorry, I'm having a little problem with my cord, it keeps getting tangled up, uh, <laughs> being uh, piously done unto all well-pleasing, 
they may, uh, they may be acceptable unto him. They, therefore, who make their offerings at the appointed seasons are happy and accepted because that obeying the commandments of the Lord, they are free from sin. And the same care must, must be had of the person that ministers unto him. For the chief priest has his proper service, and to the priests their proper place is appointed, and to the Levites is appointed, and to the um, and to the Levites pertain their proper minister, uh, minister ministries. And the layman is confined within the bounds of what is commanded to the layman. Let, uh, let every one of you, therefore, brethren, bless God in his proper station with a good conscience and with all gravity, not exceeding the rule of his service that is appointed to him. The daily sacrifices are not offered everywhere, nor the peace offerings, nor the, nor the sacrifices appointed for sins and transgression, but only at Jerusalem, nor in any place there, but only at the altar before the temple, that which is offered being first diligently examined by the high priest and the other ministers we before mentioned. They therefore who do anything which is not agreeable to his will are punished with death. Consider, brethren, that by how much the better known knowledge Consider, brethren, that by how much the better knowledge God has vouchsafed unto us, by so much the greater danger are we exposed to. So basically, he's saying, don't get out your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> For those of you who know what that means. Um, don't go running before the cart. <laughs> don't go doing things that you haven't been given permission to do. Um, a lot of people get out here and they just start doing stuff in the name of the Lord. And that's where they get in trouble. Because unless you're told to do that, that <laughs> don't do it because you're putting yourself in jeopardy and those you love too. Um, you just don't. The, several times in the Bible it tells you um, that that's not acceptable. Uh, you only do the things that the Lord tells you because when you go out there and do these things and you run into a problem, if it's not of God, then you're not going to receive any help from him. Um, in fact, you might get scolded by him. 
Okay. Um, for those of you who uh, have a deep relationship with the Lord, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> you just don't. Uh, not even in situations where, you know, it seems like it's a dire need that you have to do this thing. You need to check with the Lord first. Uh, don't put yourself out there. Okay. Let's move on. Um, oh. You might hear me pause for a minute or two because I am having me a cup of tea this morning. Or shall I say this evening? More like this evening. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I got water on my book. Okay, it'll be all right. Uh, let's see. We are now in chapter 19. Okay. The apostles have preached to us from the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus from God. Jesus, therefore, was sent by God, the apostles by Christ. So both were orderly, sent according to the will of God. For having received their commands and being thoroughly assured by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and convinced by the word of God, with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, they were abroad publishing that the kingdom of God was at hand, and thus preaching through countries and cities, they appointed the first fruits of their conversation, their conversion to be bishops and ministers over such as should afterwards believe having first proved them by the Spirit, nor was this any new thing, seeing that uh, long before it was written concerning bishops and deacons, um, for thus saith the scripture in a certain place, I will appoint their overseers in righteous and their ministers in faith. And what wonders if they to whom such a work was committed by God in the church established such offices as we before mentioned, when even that blessed and faithful servant in all his house, Moses set down in the Holy Scriptures all things that were commanded him, a whom also all the rest of the prophets followed, bearing witness with one consent to those things that we appointed by him. And you see, that just backs up what I just said. Uh, none of these men did anything without uh, conferring with God first. They didn't step out before they had a conversation with the Lord. And don't you do it either, okay? For he perceiving and 
emulation to arise among the tribes concerning the priesthood, and that there was strife about it, which of them should be adorned with that glorious name, commanded their twelve captains to bring to him twelve rods, and every tribe being written upon its rod according to its name. And he took them and bound them together and sealed them with the seals of the twelve princes of the tribes and laid them up in the tabernacle of the witness upon the table of God. And when he had shut the door of the tabernacle, he sealed up the keys of it in. Hmm. Like manna, as he had done the rods, and said unto them, Men and brethren, whichsoever tribe shall have its rod bloom, that tribe has God chosen to perform the office of a priest and to minister unto him in holy things. So, the rods were placed into the tabernacle along with the keys, and they were locked in. So no one could tamper with it. That was the reason for that. And so whichever rod bloomed was the rod that the Lord chose uh, for his people who would be the priesthood. And when the morning was come, he called together all the all Israel, 600,000 men, and showed to the priests their seals and opened the tabernacle of witnesses and brought forth the rods. And the rod of Aaron was found not only to have blossom, but also to have fruit upon it. What think, what think you, beloved? Did not Moses before know what would happen? Yes, verily, but to the end there might be no division, no tumult in Israel. He did in this manner that the name of the true and only God might be glorified to him, be honor forever and ever. Amen. All right, so no one would think it was him. They would know this is coming from the Lord, and there be no argument over it. Who's going to argue with the Lord? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so, likewise, our apostles knew by our Lord Jesus Christ that there should contentions arise upon account of the ministry, and therefore having a perfect foreknowledge of this, they appointed persons, as we have before said, and then gave direction how, when they should die, and other chosen and approved men should succeed in their ministry. Uh, wherefore, we cannot think that those may justify be thrown out of the country. We were either appointed by them or afterwards chosen by other eminent men with the consent of the whole church and who have with all lowness, lowliness and 
uh, an innocent uh, minister to the flock of Christ in peace uh, and without self-interest and were for a long time commanded by all. For it would be no small sin in us should we cast off those from their ministry who wholly and without blame fulfill the duties of it. Blessed are those priests who have finished their course before these times have obtained a fruitful and perfect desolation, for they have no fear lest anyone should turn them out of the place which is now appointed for them. But we see how you have put out some who live who live reputed, uh, reputed, who lived reputable, reputably among you. Uh, among you from the ministry which by their innocence they have adorned. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay, um, now we're going to move into chapter 20. So as you can see, um, they're talking about how the is talking here about the high priest and how they were brought into order and how the Lord had already seen that there was going to be some animosity. So to weigh that off, they um, determined to allow the Lord to choose who the priests were going to be. Uh, he had already seen the God had already seen there was going to be a divide if that was not done. <clears throat> okay, uh, chapter 20. Yea, are the contentious, uh, contentious brethren. Ye are contentious brethren. Uh, and zealous for things that pertain not unto salvation. Look into the Holy Scriptures, which are the true words of the Holy Ghost. Ye know that there is nothing unjust or, or counterfeit written in them. There you shall not find the righteous man wherever cast out of such as were good themselves. And they were persecuted, but it was by the wicked and unjust. And they were cast into prison, but they were cast in by those that were unholy. And they were stoned, but it was by transgression. Uh, they were killed, but by accused, accused men and such as had taken up and unjust envy against them. And all these things they underwent gloriously. For what shall we say, brethren, 
Was Daniel cast into the den of lions by men fearing God? Absolutely not. <laughs> Ananias, Azarus, and Misal, were they cast into the fury furnace by men professing the excellence and glorious worship of the Most High? No way. God forbid. What kind of person then were they that did these things? They were men abominable, full of all wickedness, who were incest to so great a degree as to bring those into suffering with, uh, to bring those into suffering who with a holy and unblameable purpose of mind worship God not knowing that the Most High is the protector and defender of all, such as with a pure conscience serves his holy name. Now, do we not have this today? We have people today professing that they are uh, believers of God, believers of Christ, and yet they uh, dislike uh, things they dislike people. Uh, they dislike people's color. They won't admit that, some of them, but they do. Uh, they they uh, dislike foreigners. Um, they don't think the poor should have. They uh, don't want to help the sick and the elderly. You can't be that way when you're supposing or posting yourself as a believer of God. That's just not, it's just not done. And so, same thing was happening then, that's happening now. You had these people who claimed to be uh, believers, but they really did not believe. And they were so wicked, and they justified it, uh, of course, this is the work of the Lord. Uh, this, this is what the Bible said. No, it's not. It is absolutely. What Bible are you reading? What laws are you reading? You need to go back and really get an understanding. But they can't because they're, they have not truly received the Lord. And they're blindsided. And they're using this as their defense or their excuse. Okay, uh, verse 11. But they who with a full persuasion have endured these things um, are made partakers of glory and honor and are exalted and lifted up by God in their memorial throughout all ages. Amen. Wherefore it will behoove us also, brethren, to follow such examples as these. For it is written, Hold fast to such as are holy, for they that do so shall be sanctified. And again, in another place, he says, he saith, uh, With the pure thou shalt be pure, and with the elite the elect, thou shalt be elect. 
But with the perverse man thou shalt be perverse. And let us therefore join ourselves to the innocence of righteousness, for such are the elect of God. So you understand what they're saying? Let us therefore join ourselves to the innocent and righteous, for they are the elect of God. Wherefore are their strifes and anger and divisions and and uh, I'm sorry. Wherefore are there strifes and anger and division, wars and sacchisms against us? Have we not all one God and one Christ? Um, is not one spirit of grace poured out upon us? And have we not one calling in Christ? See, one calling, not a whole bunch. Why then do we rend and tear in pieces the members of Christ and rise sediction against our own body? And are come to such a height of madness as to forget that we were members one of another. Remember the words of our Lord Jesus, how he said, Woe to that man by whom offenses come. It were better for him that he had never been born than that he should have offended one of my elect. It were better for him that a millstone should be tied about his neck and he should be cast into sea than that he should offend one of my little ones. Your sarcasm, your sarcasm has perverted many, has discouraged many. It has caused differences in many and grief in us all. And yet your seduction continues still. Take the epistle of the blessed Paul, an apostle, into your hands. What was it that he wrote to you at his first preaching the gospel among you? Verily, he did by the Spirit admolish you concerning himself and Cephas and Apollos, because that even then ye had begun to fall into parties and fractions among yourselves, Nevertheless, your partiality then led you into a much less sin, for as much as ye place your affliction, your affection upon apostolate men of eminent reputation in the church, and upon another who was greatly tried and approved of 
by them. But consider we praying you, who are they that have now led you astray and lessen the reputation of that brotherly love that was too, uh, that was so eminent among you. It is a shame, my brethren, yea, a very great shame, unworthy of your Christian profession to hear that the most firm and ancient church of Corinthians should by one or two persons be led into a sedition against its priests. And this report is come not only to us, but to those also that differ from us. Inasmuch the name of the Lord is blasphemed through your folly, and even yourselves are brought into danger by it. I'm going to pause here for a second, because you see, uh, he's telling them, not only is the church telling us, the people of the church, God's children, but we're being told by outsiders. You're being told by people who know about the church and know of the things of the church, but they're not. They're not Christians. They're not professing to be Christians. Okay? They're, they're worldly. <laughs> and they're coming and they're telling what is going on. Now, doesn't that remind you of some things that happens in your um, churches and uh, in uh things that you're doing that's supposed to be Christian life and, and it's not because it's coming back to your ear that certain things are going on that that's absolutely off the wall okay so as you can see the uh, the church then was going wayward and he was telling them uh, we're getting the complaints from not just our people, but from the worldly people. You know, when you start getting complaints from the worldly people, look out. You're really in danger. Okay, let's move on. Um, 27. Let us, therefore, with all haste, put an end to this Sediction, and let us fall down before the Lord and beseech him with tears that he would be favorable, reconcile, reconcile to us and restore us again to a seemingly holy course of brotherly love. Now, you see, he's telling him, them to not only check themselves, but to go back and ask the Lord for forgiveness so they can get back on the right track. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, when you're, when you're uh, turned to God and things start going awry and some people step away, they think they can't come back. But this here tells you, you can. You know, we fall down, but we get up. You know that song, we fall down, but you fall down, you get up. And you proceed again. To follow the Lord. You don't, let, you don't let something stop you from being with the Lord. I don't care what it is. Okay, I stumbled, I fell down. Forgive me, Father. 
Get up and get back on the horse. Okay, 28. For this is the gate of righteousness, open, uh, opening unto life, as it is written, open unto me the gate of righteousness, and I will go in unto them and will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter into it. Although therefore many gates are open, yet this gate of righteousness is that gate in Christ of which blessed are they that enter in and direct their way in holiness and righteousness, doing all things without disorder. Let a man be faithful and let, man, let him uh, be powerful in the utterance of knowledge. And let him be wise in making an exact judgment of words. And let him be pure in all his actions. Uh, but still, by how much the more he seems to be above others by reason of these things, by so much the more will it behoove him to be humble-minded and to seek what is profitable to all men and not his own advantage. So, you know, it, it, you know, the more money and power people have, the harder it is for them to humble themselves and to receive the things of God. And that's where we have to um, really see the defining line and understand the more you have, the harder it is to come to God. Because these people feel like, well, I got everything. I don't need him. Who I need him for? All those people that be praying to God is because they want what I got. No, that's not true. Because you don't have everything. If you don't have God, you've got nothing. All that stuff will rot away. It will wither away. Blow away, as he said. It'll be like a flower that's here one minute and gone the next. Okay? So, that's what you have to understand. All right. Um, all right. We have a couple of more. I think a chapter two more, and then we'll be finished with Clement. So, let's continue. Uh, finish with the first book of uh, Clement. All right, we are on chapter 21. He that has the love that is in Christ, let him keep the commandment of Christ. For who is able to express the obligation of the love of God? What man is sufficient to declare and is fitting the excellency of its beauty? The height to which charity leads is inexpressible, and charity unites us to God. Charity covers the multitude of sins. Charity endures all things, is long-suffering in all things. This is nothing based, uh, there is nothing based and sorted in charity. Charity lifts not itself up above others. Admit of no 
admits of no divisions, is not seditious, but does all things in peace and concord. But um, by charity were all the elect of God made perfect. Of course, God's charity. Nothing like God's charity. Without it, nothing is pleasing and acceptable in the sight of God. Through charity did the Lord join us unto himself, while it's for the love that he bore towards us, our Lord Jesus Christ gave his own blood for us by the will of God, his flesh for our flesh his soul for our souls. Ye see, beloved, how great and wonderful a thing charity is, and how that no expressions are sufficient to declare the perfection. But who is fit to be found in it? Even such only as God shall vouchsafe to make so. Let us therefore pray to him and beseech him that we may be worthy of it, that so we may live in charity, being unblameable without human propensities, without respect of persons. All the ages of the world from Adam even until this day are passed away, but they who have been made perfect in love have by the grace of God obtained a place among the righteous and shall be made manifest in judgment of the kingdom of Christ. For it is written, enter into the chambers for a little space, till my anger and indignation shall pass away. And I will remember the good day and will raise you up out of your graves. Happy then shall we be, beloved, if we shall have fulfilled the commandments of God in the unity of love, that so through love our sins may be forgiven us. For so it is written, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth no sin and in whose mouth there is no guile. Now this blessing is fulfilled in those who are chosen by God through Jesus Christ our Lord to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now moving on to chapter 22. Let us therefore as many as have transgressed by any of the suggestions of the advisory beg God's forgiveness. And as for those who have been the heads of the sediction and fraction among you, let them look to the common end of our hope for as many as are endured with fear and charity, 
would rather they themselves should fall into the trials than their neighbors and choose to be themselves condemned rather than that the good and the just charity delivered to us should suffer. For it is seemingly for a man to confess wherein he has transgressed and not to harden his heart as the hearts of those that were hardened who raised up sedition against Moses, the servant of God, whose punishment was manifested unto all men. For they went down alive into the grave, death swallowed them up, Pharaoh and his host and all the rulers of Egypt, their chariots also and their horsemen, were from no other cause drowned in the bottom of the Red Sea and perished. But because they hardened their foolish hearts after so many signs done in the land of Egypt by Moses, the servant of God. Beloved, God is not God is not indigent of anything, nor does he demand anything of us. Okay? Everybody hear that. He doesn't demand anything of us, but that we should confess our sins unto him. That's it. For so says the holy David, I will confess, please, uh, I will confess unto the Lord, and it shall please him better than a young bullock that hath horns and hoofs. Let the poor see it and be glad. And again, he said, offer unto God the sacrifices of praise and pray thou thou unto the most high and call upon me in the days of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. Ye know, beloved, ye know full well that the holy scriptures and have thoroughly searched into the oracles of God. Call them, therefore, to your remembrance. For when Moses went up into the mountain and tarried there forty days and forty nights in fasting and humiliation, God said unto him, Arise, Moses, and get thee down quickly from hence, for thy people whom thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have committed wickedness, and they have soon transgressed the way that I commanded them, and have made to themselves a graven image. And the Lord said unto him, I have spoken unto thee several times, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff necked people. Let me therefore destroy them and put out their names from under heaven, and I will make unto thee a great and wonderful nation that shall be much larger than this. But Moses said, Not so, Lord. Forgive now these people their sins, or if thou wilt not blot me also out of the book of the living. Oh, admirably charity. Oh, inseparable perfection. The servant speaks freely to his Lord. His speech 
uh, he beseeches him either to forgive the people or to destroy him together with them. How many of you have this kind of relationship with God? That you can literally just sit down and begin to talk. You, you know, just open up and say, Lord, you know, I, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Not many. Not many. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not many people do. And you should. This is the kind of relationship the Lord wants from you. Okay? You should be able to just, when things are going wrong, you should be able to say, Father, I, you see this, what's happening here. Oh, Lord, I need your help. I'm not feeling well. Oh, Lord, I just want to feel good today. Okay? The, Moses had this kind of relationship with God. And we should too. Let's move on. 14. Who is there among you that is generous? Who that is compassion? Who that has any charity? Let him say, if this sediction, this contention, and these... Uh, Um, the I'm sorry, uh, these sedictions, uh, this contention, and this scatterism, uh, be upon my account. I am ready to depart, to go away, uh, whether, whether whatsoever you please, and do whatever. You shall command me. Only let the flock of Christ be in peace with the elders that are set over it. Uh, he that shall do this shall get to himself a very great honor in the Lord. And there is no place but what will be, uh, what will be ready to receive him. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I keep saying this over and over again. The earth does not belong to man. It doesn't belong to the beast or animal or nothing. It belongs to God, the creator. Uh, these things, they who have their uh, conversation towards God, not to be repented of, uh, both have done and will always be ready to do. Nay, and even the Gentiles themselves have given us examples of this kind. For we read how many kings and princes in times of uh, pestilence being warned by the obstacles have given up themselves unto death, that by their own blood they might deliver their country from destruction. destruction. Others have forsaken their city so that they might put an end to seditions of them. Uh, we know how many among ourselves have given up themselves unto bonds, and thereby they might free others from them. Others have sold themselves into bondage that they might feed their brethren with the price of themselves. And even many women being strengthened by the grace of God have done many glorious and 
uh, manly things on such occasions. The blessed uh, Judith, with her city was besieged, desired the elders that they would suffer her to go into the camp of their enemies, and she went out exposing herself to danger for love she bore to her country and her people that were besieged, and the Lord's delivered Holofernes into the hands of a woman. Nor did Esther, being perfected in faith, expose herself to any less hazard for the delivery of the twelve tribes of Israel in danger of being destroyed. For by fasting and humbling herself, she intrigued the great maker of all things, the God of spirits, so that beholding the humility of her soul, her deliver, uh, he delivered the people for whose sake she was in peril. Okay. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the last chapter. This is chapter 23. Wherefore, let us also pray for such as are fallen into sin, that being endured with humility and moderation, they may submit not unto us, but uh, to the will of God. For by this means they shall obtain a fruitful and perfect remembrance with mercy, both in our prayers to God and in our mention of them before his saints. Let us receive correction as which no man ought to repine, Beloved, the reproof and the correction which we exercise towards one another is good and exceedingly profitable, for it it unites us the more closely to the will of God. For so says the Holy Scripture, the Lord correcteth me, but he did not deliver me over unto death. For when the Lord loveth, he chases and scorneth every son who he receiveth. Amen. Absolutely. The righteous saith, he shall instruct me in mercy and reprove me. But let not oil of sinners make fat my head. My head. And again he saith, happy is the man whom God corrective. Therefore, despise not thou the chasten of the Almighty. For he maketh sore and bindeth up. He woundeth and his hands make whole. He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven, and there shall no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. And thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongues. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the uh, destructive which is coming. Then shalt thou laugh at the wicked and sinners. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beast of the earth. The wild beast shall be at peace with thee. And then shall thou know that the house shall be in peace, and the habitation of thy tabernacle shall not err. 
Thou shalt know also that thy seed shall be great, and thy offspring as the grass, the earth. And thou shalt come to thy grave as the ripe corn that is taken in the due time, like as a shock of corn, shuck of corn cometh in, in its season. Ye see, beloved, how there shall be a defense to those that are corrected of God. For being a good instructor, he is willing to abolish us by his holy discipline. Do ye therefore, who lay the first foundation of this seduction, submit yourselves unto your priests, and to be instructed unto repentance, binding the, bending the knee of your hearts. Learn to be subjective in laying aside all proud and arrogant boasting of your tongues. For it is better for you to be found little and approved in this sheepfold of Christ than to seem to others better than others and be cast out of his fold. For thus speaks the excellence and all the virtuous wisdom. Behold, I will pour out the words of my spirit upon you, and I will awake, no, I will make known my speech unto you, because I call and ye would not hear, yet stretched out my words and ye regard not. But ye have set at naught all my counsel and would have of my reproved, and I will also laugh at your calamity and mark when you fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolate and your destruction as whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall ye call upon me, but I will not hear you. The wicked shall seek me, but they shall not find me. For thou, they hate. For though they hate knowledge and did not seek to fear the Lord, they would not hearken unto my counsel, and they despised all my reproofs. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own ways and be fulfilled and be filled with their own wickedness. Okay, we're going to pause for a few seconds for uh word from our sponsor and then we'll be right back okay everyone we are back all right so lord is telling you here all right if you do not hearken unto him you don't listen to him then when you come into problems and have calamities um he's not going to help you and so this is why you hear people say, even those professing Christians say, oh, I've been praying, I've been calling on the Lord, but he doesn't hear me. Uh, check yourselves, especially professing Christians, check yourselves, something is not right. That's the key sign that something is wrong and you should fall before the Lord and cry out to him and ask him what is going on. Uh, please forgive me for uh, something that had happened. Maybe you don't know you did something, but it's you're still in error. That means you need to cry out to him and find out what it is. Um, for those of you who I don't believe in that stuff, okay, then there's no need for you to come to him and ask him for help because you didn't believe in him 
And so he's not going to respond to you because you're not of you're not one of his. Okay? All right, let's move on. Uh chapter 24. This is the last chapter in the book of first book of Clement. Uh now God the inspector of all things, the Father, Spirit, and the Lord of all flesh, who have chosen our Lord Jesus Christ and us by him to be his particular people, grant to every soul of man that calleth upon his glorious and holy name, faith, fear, peace, long-suffering, patience, temperance, holiness, sobriety upon all, well-pleasing in his sight through our high priest and protector, Jesus Christ, by whom be glory and majesty and power and honor unto him, now and forevermore. Amen. The messenger whom we have sent unto you, Claudius, Ephibus, and Valerus Bitto, with Fortunus, Send back to us again with all speed in peace and with joy that they may the sooner acquaint us with your peace and concord as much prayer for and desired by us and that we may rejoice in our good order. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and with all that are anywhere called by God through him, to whom be honor and glory and might and majesty and eternal dominion by Jesus Christ, uh, by Christ Jesus, I'm sorry, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Okay, and that is the end of the first book of Clement. Clement. Um, this uh, is very p packed uh, with um, some things that have been spoken of and some things that is, I feel like the point is being really driven driven home or the nail is being is being uh, hammered over the head, good and strong, so that you'll understand what the Lord is saying to us here. Um, it can't get any clearer about his people. If you confess yourself to be a Christian, then act like a Christian. Carry yourself as a Christian. If you don't, you will suffer the consequences. And you don't want to have to do that. You really don't. Okay? All right. So next we're going to start tomorrow in uh, the second book of Clermont, which will probably go through. Um, it'll probably take us a day. Um, yeah, because it's not really, a, it's not very long. It's like five chapters. Okay. All right, everyone. I hope this was a blessing unto you. Um, everyone, enjoy your evening and have a blessed night. Uh, this is Minister McMillan. For those of you who want to contact me, you can reach me at anchor.fm right slash 
Linda, L-I-N-D-A, dash Macmillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N-9. Or you can reach out to me at Macmillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75, gmail.com. Now, I have had some people reach out to me through my email, which is great. Uh, There are also a few people that have reached out to me at my Facebook page. As I've said, uh, Linda, L-I-N-D-A, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N is my Facebook page. And uh, if you have missed any of the podcasts, of our readings of the Word of God, you can uh, reach out to me on that page. Just send me a message, and I will surely hook you up so that you can get on that page and you can uh, get the uh, podcast that you have missed. Or you can even um, have conversation with some of the people that's on that page. There are many ministers, deacons, and evangelists on that page. Okay? All right, everyone. Uh, We will be making some changes uh, in the future. Um, I will tell you more about it up and coming. Um, However... uh, That's all I'm going to say about it right now, but there are some changes coming. Uh, Good changes, not bad changes. (laughs) Um, uh, So when I institute everything, I will let you know, okay? All right, everyone, have a blessed evening. This is Minister MacMillan. Good night.